It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the first of the Hail Mary 3 by Mo Get that garbage out of here. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 833 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, November the 25th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always, at WoodleySean. You can also find the show at Locked On Raptors as well as on all of your favorite podcast providers. Please consider leaving a rating, a review, and subscribing to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. It's much appreciated when you go ahead and do that. It takes like five seconds, so uh, thanks in advance. All right, on today's show, as promised for the last couple of days, we are reflecting on the life and times of Toronto Raptor Serge Ibaka. And we're going to do so in the form of a fantasy draft of the many, many moments that Serge Ibaka gifted Toronto Raptors fans during his three and a half seasons with the team. He was a wonderful, wonderful player, both on and off the court. It's very sad that he's gone. Uh, it's a bummer altogether, especially considering he's going to the stupid Clippers. But that's okay. We could be sour that it's over, or we could be happy that it happened. And we're going to decide to do the latter today. So joining me today to do a fantasy draft of the best surge moments with the Toronto Raptors are our two faves and our two fantasy draft pals whenever we do this format of episode. It is Vivek Jacob. First, what's going on, buddy? Nothing much. Just coming off that Fred presser. So excited to know that the pillars of the franchise are set with Fred, with Pascal, hopefully OG soon, with Nick. And obviously okay. Kyle's still here. He very much is still here. You, for, you forget it, but you shouldn't because Kyle rules. Uh, also, a person who rules is Katie Heindel, who's also here with us. Katie, how are you? I'm good. I was in the same press for just to say that. Um, <laughs> I was mostly focused on how tanned um, Fred looked. He looked good. I think Tampa's going to look good on him. He really seems, uh, if it's the the best of bad options, he seems quite happy with Tampa Bay and the warm climate and the uh, the constant sun. So good for him. Happy he's going to get his tan on all season long. Uh, this is going to probably be a, a quite a drawn out exercise. So we should probably get into this very quickly. Vivek and Katie, uh, thanks again for joining me for this. And I, but let me just say up front, the last time we did a fantasy draft, I believe we picked like best moments of the 2010s for the Raptors. And I got quite competitive and mean, and I'm going to try to avoid doing that today. Serge Ibaka is a beacon of light, and there's no reason for me to get uh, aggressive or territorial all of these moments are all of our moments. It just so happens that we'll also be assembling them into teams of five. So uh, let me just say that up front as a promise to not be an ass that you guys can then reference back if at any point I become an ass during this exercise. All right, let's get to it. 
uh, the draft of Serge Ibaka moments. What I'm going to do to determine the draft order is I have written a number down on a post-it note, and you two will each submit your guess as to what number it is. The closest we'll get to choose the order one through three. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Uh, Katie, you can go first. What number do you pick? Um, I'll take one. Okay. And Vivek? I'll take nine. All right. Hey. That's Serge's number. I Is it one to ten? That. I thought yeah. you just said one to three. No, it's one to ten, but that's fine. Clearly, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I didn't understand at all. <laughs> I may not have specified. I think maybe I it was assumed, but that, that I, either way, Katie, you win because the number is oh. four. Yeah. Uh, so Katie's going to decide the order of the draft. Katie, what order would you like us to pick in? We will do uh, just a regular one through three, not a snake style draft. We'll just do standard order every single round. So uh, pick your order. Who's, who's going first? Yeah. Pick who's going first, second, and third. I'll go first. Okay. Um, Sean, you're going to go last. Okay. I can go second. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Sounds good to this me. is our revenge. <laughs> <laughs> this is our revenge game. All right, Katie, so Katie, Katie and I are a little bit, a little bit aggressive today. After we're feeling down after Fred called us ugly. Wait, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, not us personally, but he did. He it did felt like it. it. Katie did feel <laughs> like it. It felt very personal. I Can specifically this... heard him say, "Vivek, you're an ugly clown." <laughs> this is why I sit those things out because there's no way I wouldn't get that. Uh, I look like a terrible. <laughs> terrible piece of garbage the last couple weeks and uh it's best that people don't see my face uh but right, for the Katie. people who don't know i just <laughs> want to clarify fred was just making a joke and as he was thanking the organization and everyone involved with getting the new contract he also then said thanks to all the ugly media people on the other end of this zoom <laughs> oh freddie the, the cantankerous the, the, the cantankerous Kyle Lowry uh, side it might come out over the next few years here as he uh, gets a little more wizened into his uh, deeper part of his career. And I look forward to it. It should be fun. Uh, either way, Katie, you have the first pick in the Serge Ibaka Moments with the Raptors fantasy draft. What do you pick first overall? This is kind of tough because I feel like there's an obvious pick. See, I don't think there is. There's like four potential first overall picks, I think. This is a loaded mm-hmm. draft. Mm-hmm. Serge is a content king. He is. <laughs> but I'm going to want, like, I don't really want to pick any of those. I'm just going to actually pick the first one I thought of, which is um, Serge, uh, when when he was on the episode of How Hungry Are You with um, JV and Danny, when uh-huh. he was screaming, when he was screaming at, uh, about Danny the snake. So I was going to pick this, and I have the audio queued up. So here we go. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I mean, Daniel was his offense. Oh, Daniel! Oh! 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 that moment and that fear <laughs> see i was more of the on the side of danny in that one because my brother is a snake boy so uh, there, i've lived around snakes for a long time it's uh it's just part of my life and i because of it i know the feeling I, I know the feeling of like a stranger coming into our house and holding one of my brother's snakes and seeing that reaction so seeing it from a grown-ass six foot ten adult man 
uh, NBA champion level player. It was just uh, very, very good stuff. So uh, excellent pick, Katie. I, I thought I might be able to take that one late, but apparently that was deeply incorrect. Uh, Vivek, mm. you have your first pick. You are up. What you got? I think I'm going to go with the automatic choice here. What about Scarves? That mm-hmm. moment with OG on a vet class. That is an instant classic. Something we'll remember forever. And I assume you've got that ready to go as well. I do not. Uh, I only had the one. I might be able to drop it in in post. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, that, the only the one clip queued up. Uh, it's just on my phone that I was able to play in front of the microphone, and it was the, it was a choice between the two. I figure most people have heard the scarfs thing before. That the clip has been mm. on like Sports Center a dozen times this week. So um, yeah, I figured I'd yeah. go for the deeper cut of Denny, 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 Denny. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. The fact that that worked its way you know, to ESPN, to pretty much every bit of national coverage you could think about that, that moment. And then, you know, buying the scarves for the team and everyone wearing it on the plane, just an incredible moment from that show. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Although Katie, we might need a ruling here. What, like, what are the parameters of the scarf situation that we are going to allow Vivek to take here? Is it, does that encompass the arrival at the next day's game in the enormous uh, jacket-sized scarf? Or is are we just going with the moment on the show? No, I think if you get that moment, you get you get everything. Okay. I, I Actually, I agree, and I think we'll even give you the three he hit against the Pacers that night. Uh, to, <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. I think like that's all part of the Scarf Wars lore. That's like the, the blowing up of the Death Star in Star Wars. Uh, the equivalent is him hitting that three. So I think uh, that that goes to you. Good, good, good pick. That would have been my. Mm, that was close to my first pick. I was I was torn. Um, Katie, did you almost take scarves? Yeah, I think I. It's like the obvious choice, like I said, but I wanted to <laughs> just go with my heart. So that's why I didn't pick it. That is totally <laughs> fair. Uh, I will now make my first pick, and I would argue this was my most obvious choice, and I'm really happy it's falling to me at third overall. I'm going to take. The moment in which Serge Ibaka rips the Larry O'Brien trophy out of Larry Tannenbaum's rich boy hands and hands mm. the trophy to Kyle Lowry first to lift the, the the trophy. That moment, just the awareness of Serge, the kind of like very clear aggression with which he grabs the trophy away from Tannenbaum and the wherewithal to get it to Kyle to get that moment. It doesn't happen without Serge on the, with his head on the swivel there. And uh, to me, that is just like th- that. I will never, ever forget that. And Serge is forever entwined with that incredible moment of seeing Kyle get to raise that trophy. Um, I, I often make silly and picks and like reach here. I don't think I have reached here. Would you guys agree? No, no, not at all. I think that's a great moment. Mm-hmm. I had it on my list. So, all right. Awesome choice. Good to know. All right. Uh, we're going to continue on with the draft. We've got three picks in the book. We've got four more rounds left to go through here. Uh, so we'll get to that in just a second. But first, I want to tell everybody about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar you are ever going to try. It's so good. And they have six new flavors for you now as well. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. And their original lineup of flavors is damn good as well. Toffee almond is there, my all-time favorite, uh, as well as a new contender for my all-time favorite, orange, which was uh, surprisingly delightful. So lots of great options for you to try out. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. They're also great for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a very tasty treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for keto diets as well. 
My favorite time to eat a built bar is when I'm going for like a workout or something, which doesn't happen often because I'm a lazy slob. But when I do want to go for a workout, a built bar is a great little thing to have before I go to not weigh me down or anything like that and give me at least a little bit of food energy to get through whatever half-assed workout I'm going to do. Right now, I'm going to go to builtbar.com. You're going to get a free cooler with your purchase as well while supplies last. Uh, this is only going to last for a little bit longer. So make sure you're getting to builtbar.com right now using the promo code Locked On, and you're going to get that free cooler as well as 20% off of your next order. That's the promo code Locked On for 20% off at builtbar.com. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, Katie, you are up next on the clock in the Serge Ibaka Moments Draft. What do you have with your second pick? Um, I'm going to pick the moment when Serge was uh, dancing at what I still choose to believe it's just like a wedding that he crashed in the hotel that the Raptors were staying at in San Francisco after they won the title. Oh, hell yeah. <clears throat> because I one. also love the song. That was playing. <laughs> um, and the dance went on for such a long time. And he was just like truly in the zone. Like no one could have taken him out of that. Um, it's just like if you're having a bad day, you could watch that video and feel a lot better. There's I might so... do that. No, it's too fresh for me to, to do that. But um, <laughs> one day I'll watch the video again. There are so many videos of Surge dancing over the years. Uh, it's hard <laughs> to distinguish, but I think the championship uh, sort of sheen of that one certainly puts it at the top. But man, the, the dancing, the silk shirts, the linens, <laughs> just uh, <laughs> really, really good stuff. Very good pick. Uh, I didn't have it on my board, actually, but I probably should have because that's a very good one. Um, Vivek, you have your second pick now. What do you got? I have Serge walking into Rolsan like a rock star. And <laughs> <laughs> everyone greeting him like he's the king of the city. And yeah, that moment, just hilarious. That was post-title uh, as well, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, totally took away Alex Wong and William Liu's shine uh, <laughs> took, took away the home court advantage um and so yeah i think that moment the fact that he's just going into a back into the back of the restaurant for a private meal like he basically owns the place i'm sure that was a factor him realizing that he's not going to be the, able to be there this season mm-hmm. uh so yeah I'm, I'm gonna go with that in number uh, with my second pick that's a really good one. Also was not on my board. There it's just it's a loaded category. <laughs> this is absurd. There's so but there are going to be a lot of things that get left off the board here and it's going to be uh, a pretty upsetting state of affairs. Um, I'm going to go with my second pick now. 
I'm going to go with another on court, or I guess like the first on court moment from Surge, which is going to be the pull up three in the face of Ben Simmons, after which he strikes a pose in game seven against Philadelphia. Game seven in which Serge Ibaka was, aside from Kawhi Leonard, the best player on the team for the Raptors, wearing the Band-Aid on his forehead the entire time. Um, just the whole Serge Ibaka experience in that game was incredible, right down to him very nearly jumping up to tip the bounce shot uh, and talking about how mm. close he was to doing it after the game. So Serge Ibaka in game seven, highlighted by the pull-up three, over Ben Simmons is is the pick for me. I think probably his best on court game as a Raptor, right? Like you know, there, there's some other ones there. I don't want to spoil picks ahead of time, but I think that's uh, that's right at the top in terms of like combining effectiveness and the importance of the game and all that stuff. So surge in game seven for me. Um, all right, so we've reached the end of the second round of picks here. Uh, I'm just gonna write this down on my little board here. Uh, Katie, we'll go to you next mm -hmm. for your third pick. You are on the clock. Um, this is tough because I'm kind of now, I don't know what to take. So far, it seems like we are all going in different directions with our mm -hmm. picks. There's plenty of picks for everybody. But uh, I think they might start overlapping. Also, I'm cognizant of trying to do people's picks because I think if I, some of them that I pick might make people mad right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not, I'm going to try not to do that. Um, but I think I'm going to pick uh, how, when he, he did, how bored are you um, mm -hmm. show mm -hmm. the phenomenon uh, at the beginning of the pandemic one, because it was very entertaining specifically when he made tea um, yeah. <laughs> and then was like running up and down his hallway. Like they all were really good. But also I think for just like being the person who, decided he was going to do that when like you know early days like i mean things are still scary but like things were especially like bleak unknown people were really looking for like lightness you know and i think he kind of i don't know he like i don't want to be like he's such a hero he took it upon himself but as we know of surge to be able to do to like crack people's kind of exteriors and like goof off a little bit and make it feel like it's okay to like make light of something mm -hmm. he did that at that time and i feel like it was pretty important um but i also want both of your opinions like similarly how we gave all of scarves to like that one pick mm -hmm. if i pick this do i then get how talented are you because it kind of went one into the other or is that a separate I think how bored are you is separate from how talented are you. It was a different, like episodic numbering. It was, uh, I, I think it's, I think it's different. Would you agree, Vivek? I mean, we can go majority rules here. But. I get where Katie's coming from. With, you know, it was just sort of the natural transition to keep the off-season content going. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, it did come from a place of trying to engage with the fans and keeping, you know, keeping them occupied and giving them something to be cheerful about. And with the, how talented are you? Like he donated 20,000 to the winner's city. Right. True. true. And I think, and I think DeMar threw in another 20 K because DeMar is just incredible. So yeah, I'm cool with putting them both together. Okay. I just want to shout out. Uh, how talented how talented are you that one episode where the dude showed up with the Rubik's cube <laughs> and was gonna solve it 
in like record time or something something crazy like that and Serge is just watching this guy go minutes on <laughs> way past his time and then Serge literally just laughs in his face <laughs> and it was like you came on here to do that i thought that was incredible Serge content so yeah i'm cool with you know uh bunching up the two yeah, I'm cool with that too. Now that you've uh, sort of argued for it, I think uh, all pandemic Serge Ibaka content is uh, is a very, very fine pick for Katie with her third overall pick. Congratulations Excellent. on getting that. That's a meaty pick. There's a lot in there. Uh, <laughs> Actually, just... Katie, can, uh, since Katie, now that you own both, yes. I'm just asking, <laughs> since I own the scarf <laughs> segment, mm-hmm. can I... Can I have the How Bored Are You episode of Different Ways to Wear a Scarf? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think this, this scarf, the length of the scarf uh, extends and wraps around any other like spin-off scarf content. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, I, on the topic of How Bored Are You, the episode where he talks to Kyle on FaceTime and you get that like mm. beaming Kyle Lowry smile, I it's not... I think hyperbolic to say for me that that was like the happiest I had felt in months. Like it was, you're right, Katie, and that it was like a bit of a, a foil to the, all the, like the, the, the despair of the time and sort of an opportunity to make light of it all. And just seeing Kyle with that smile with Surge, like that really perked me up. I got to say, maybe I was uh, not doing enough on my own end to perk myself up and make myself feel good. And I was spending too much time playing Stardew Valley in those early days, but who cares? Uh, that really turned things around for me. So uh, forever indebted to Surge for that. Vivek, it's a tough act to follow, all the pandemic content from Surge, but what are you taking with your third pick? Yeah, I feel like this is a really tough one. I've got a few that I'm trying to decide between. I'm really concerned about the ordering in which I take things because I, I feel like a couple are going to be gone, and I'm very upset at the idea of not getting a couple things here. Yeah. Um, but I think... The one that I am going to roll with is his speech after going down 0-2 to Milwaukee. Oh, that's a good pick. And I feel like there's just so many different elements to it. The fact that, you know, he gives that speech about how OKC trailed San Antonio 2-0 and stayed calm and stayed focused and knew they just needed to get a game and we're able to take four. He gives that speech, which now also includes the comedy of dunking on Danny Green and Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yeah, I think that sort of encapsulates Serge's time in Toronto because he's been through a lot of tough playoff moments to get to that championship. And obviously we remember you know, him having the ball spun in his face by, by LeBron, but... I think that was a pivotal moment in the Raptors championship run and everything that came of it. You get to see his leadership. Obviously we see it in different ways, the way he tries to mentor OG and, you know, just be there for his teammates. I think this was maybe the biggest moment that he showed as far as leadership was concerned. So I'll take that. That's a really good one. And you could argue as a precursor to Kawhi's fuck that, let's get both uh, sort of just mm. the, the confidence of being able to come back and win multiple games. I uh, that's a really good pick. It was not on my board, but probably should have been because that's a that's a banger. With that though, I do get an opportunity to take something that I thought might be off the board by now, and I'm going to take 
the, I'm honestly surprised it's last nine picks, but the Kawhi Leonard, Serge Ibaka, How Hungry Are You episode from the trailer mm. that dropped that was just Serge asking Kawhi, so are you going to stay? And then the perfect editing to leave it on a cliffhanger. And then the episode itself in which he forces Kawhi Leonard, maybe the best basketball player on earth, to eat pizza topped with beef penis. Really just, I mean, it totally sums up what the value of how hungry are you was to the fan experience, like getting to see the players on the team out of their comfort zones, very much like disturbed by what they were forced to eat with surge there, just like egging them on and getting to see like the other side of them that they don't necessarily, um, you know, give to the media or whatever. It, it was just, that was just uh, an all timer. When that episode dropped, that might be the quickest I've ever dropped everything to watch something because of the way it was marketed, the way, it was it was teased and trailered. It was uh, it was really really excellent. I know it's a bit of a sore spot now because Kawhi and Serge now play for the Clippers, but the Clippers fans out there can try to steal all the Raptors fan valor that they want. They will never get that Serge Ibaka Kawhi Leonard first. How hungry are you? And that to me kicks ass. So that is my third pick. Uh, were you guys gonna take that? Yeah, it was definitely on my list. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> obvious I, I guess it's too <laughs> obvious but it's a really good pick i don't know it is yeah it is um all right well i'm glad there's just like a lot we're not getting too like angry because we're missing out on stuff there's just a lot of stuff to go around which is beautiful um we're going to continue on with our final two picks each in just a second but first i want to let everybody know that uh you can uh, subscribe to rate and review locked on nba which has daily coverage for you on the nba with a bunch of the great local hosts from across the locked on podcast network it's available wherever you get your podcast so go subscribe right now to locked on nba the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date locked on nba available on youtube and wherever you get podcasts Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Katie, Big V, we got to wrap this up. We got two picks left to go each in the Serge Ibaka Raptors Moments Draft. I'm going to give it to you, Katie, your fourth pick. You're on the clock. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to take another How Hungry Are You episode, but I'm going to take the Benchmop uh, Lamb Brains episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> because... I had that lined up. This was, I feel like, before the show got to like into its own production. Mm-hmm. It was still kind of weird and like pretty funny. It was also like when you watch it now and you see like Fred and Pascal, like OG Norm, like actually all those guys and Poor Delon, but like all those guys and like what they were like then, where they're at now. I don't know. It also just like speaks to the growth of kind of like the whole team and how that all like really happened i'm getting too mm. sad how that really <laughs> happened like with surge while he was here and how he mm. kind of like accelerated that also just like how much uh delon loved Rambling. <laughs> uh but surge facilitated all of that mm-hmm. that's a that's a really really good one this was on my list as well vivek you were you said you were going to take this too yeah, I, I was going to take it next if Katie didn't damn. pick it. Oh, sure. damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Controversy. 
Uh, that's a great pick that is an awesome pick yeah the delon just like thoroughly enjoying the lamb brains with the strange uh cilantro (laughs) gloop on top is uh is an all-timer norm kind of liked it too if i recall right it was more fred who was a little bit uh afraid of it if i fred was completely freaked out yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah norm was like okay with it but i think it was delon didn't delon eat the raw one yeah, he was just like, give me yeah. more. Uh, like, Delon was like pasting it on bread and eating yeah, it like a sandwich. Yeah, yeah the Christini yes. going, yeah. <laughs> oh, what a good episode. I might have to, in my sadness of seeing Surge go away, just go binge all the episodes uh, at oh, some point no. here soon. Um, get real sad and drunk. Uh, all right, Vivek, your pick, your fourth pick, what do you got? I am going to go with Serge Ibaka having marquise chris's life flash before his eyes yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean we i think we love angry surge because he knows when to time it he he doesn't do it in big moments he doesn't let it come at the cost of what the team is trying to accomplish when you see it it's usually like this in a meaningless Cavs game where there was that meaningless scrimmage game in the bubble with when he got into it with Yusuf Nurkic. He kind of mm. knows when to time these things. And I thought it was really interesting when he opened up about, uh, you know, his punches and how he <laughs> seems to not land any of them. And he said that was part of the plan. You know, I just want to let them know. I know I can't afford to land the punch and then deal with the consequences. So I miss my punches so that they just know. Yeah. Where did he say that? He said this a while ago. I'll have yeah. to pull it up. But that's great, though. Yeah, that is a really, really good one. Uh, uh, man, him just constantly wishing a motherfucker would. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> like combined with like his charming nature in all other aspects, unless he's in like fight mode, it, it just dude's got levels. Got a lot of levels, and uh, I, I love it a lot. Um, so that's a great pick. Choking up Marquis Chris, very good stuff. Also, in his heyday of like, you know what? I don't really feel like finishing this game. I'm gonna get myself ejected, uh, <laughs> which was a, a pretty good era of surge as well. Before things kind of got real in uh, 2018, 19. Um, although I guess the Chris thing was during the Kawhi season, so it was more this year where he kind of toned things down until the Nurkic thing. Either way, I hope. Uh, Patrick Beverly better watch out is all I'm saying because <laughs> might be some uh, teammate on teammate punching uh, in, in Surge's near future with uh, some of the dudes he's got to play with down there with LA. Anyway, moving on my final pick. I am going to take, sorry, it's not my final pick. It's my fourth pick. Uh, okay. You guys have to judge if I can do this because uh, it's sort of a larger thing. Am I able to take the stretch run after he was traded for up until the playoffs in 2017 or is that too broad? I'll like the whole you. Period like from the trade to like the the start of the playoffs basically yeah hmm. too much i feel like i feel like if you take if you're going to have all of it then you have to have like all of it including the playoff run well he was good in that playoff run the one against the I thought, bucks i thought he was was that the one against the bucks yeah he was like great uh, in game 1 against the bucks and then in the in the Cavs series he was totally fine he had like 20 points in the game in game that's where he had the the ball spun in his face right uh no that was uh the following year when they were very very good like 17 18 okay. and then he kind of fell off and was basically benched until game 3 right. against the Cavs 
So the right. 2017 stretch run in playoffs, I think, would be my pick because that encompasses a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm allowed to take it, because it encompasses the Robin Lopez fight uh, and beating the Bucks, or sorry, beating the Bulls and ending the streak, um, even though he wasn't on the floor when they ultimately clinched the win. But the Lopez fight is such a big part of the lore of that game and that part of the season. Um, and that, to me, is the era where him and PJ Tucker were both acquired, and then they formed this like dynamic four-five defensive pairing that really helped the Raptors survive when Kyle Lowry went down with that wrist injury. And Mm -hmm. it was like DeMar putting the team on his back offensively. And then PJ Tucker and Serge Ibaka just like hitting motherfuckers at the back. (laughs) And that was very good to me. And you you kind of saw Serge's like offensive upside in there as well. So is that too broad or if if it's too broad, I'll just take the Robin Lopez fight. But uh, I want to know your opinions. I think we've both had like one huge segment. Mm -hmm. So I think it's only fair that you have one too. All right. So I will take the post-trade 2017 stretch run, which was tough for me. I was uh, a little, uh, because of course, we know Terrence Ross left in that trade and I was a little bit uh, hesitant to accept Serge Ibaka, but it did not take long for him to uh, ingratiate himself. I think maybe the very first game when he was playing against the Celtics and they won that game and PJ Tucker ripped the ball from Isaiah Thomas, his baby hands and uh, Ibaka was great. So that, that, that game was, was incredible. Yeah. Cause I, I remember he came in, he had that huge SWAT on Isaiah Thomas and he comes down yes. and makes the mid range jumper. Yes. He even dropped in a little Hakeem shake. And I was, <laughs> yes, I do recall that. You're right. And I was like, <laughs> what surge are we getting here? Because I have not seen this in Orlando. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, cool. I'm taking the 2017 stretch run, and I'm not feeling bad about it. We each have one pick remaining. Katie, you are on the clock. Pick wisely. Yeah, I'm going to not pick um, a big one because, again, I'm trying to be respectful of people's feelings at this time. <laughs> so instead, I'm going to pick. Um, this is also like a overarching pick of a few, like it will affect a few separate picks, but um, basically on a vet class, when he would give the gifts, how upset, (laughs) how upset and like worked up Serge would get at the idea of his teammates not picking the prank shitty gifts. (laughs) Like, like to the point where he'd be kind of like vibrating on the spot or if they'd be like, which one should I pick? He'd be, he'd like scream at them like, Basically, anything in his control to try and get them to sway them to pick the bad one. But uh, I think only who picked the bad one. Uh, I want to say. It, it I think was... it might have been Mark. I think OG. Didn't he it have to OG. wear the shirt with the yeah. LeBron fadeaway? <laughs> yeah, he it did. Yes. But Fred and Mark <laughs> got the great gifts. Um, but it would have been a really sweet three for three if no one did. But he still would get, he still got like as upset. Um, with OG as he did with everyone else, but I don't know. Yeah. There was just something about his composure completely breaking, and you kind of really <laughs> got to see that, like, like you know, that kind of mischievous, like trickster element that he had, um, and like to think that's what he would really finally lose his cool over, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like wanting to humiliate his friends. I really uh, appreciated that. That's uh, that's a really good pick. Yeah, the prank gifts were. Uh, a highlight of that show. I don't think Avet Class, you know, I think Scarfs obviously is the moment of Surge content, but I don't think Avet Class necessarily reached the same regular peaks that How Hungry Are You did, but certainly that segment was uh, was was damn great. And it's a shame that Holt Renfrew is no longer going to be the site 
for those. Unless, you know, he just does a, a, a few week shoot in Toronto every summer now and, <laughs> and does it there. Um, there's no fashion in LA, right? They don't have clothes there. No, uh, none. Not at all. Uh, all right, Vivek, it's your final pick. What do you have? Yeah, there's a few I have here, but I'm going to choose a semi personal moment. Okay. And this was early in my Yahoo days and the Yahoo team got invited to Serge's charity dinner. Mm. And so we all went, you know, I was there, Will Lou, Alex Wong, Keyshawn, the Hamid, the whole crew was there. And the charity, I think that night was primarily looking to support the homeless here. Fred Victor. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And he gave this speech just about his life. And that is the moment that I will add. So, you know, he talked about just coming from absolutely nothing, the, you know, just the poverty uh, around him and that he came from. And the fact that, you know, he was picking garbage uh, just to make some money to eat. The fact that he would get shoot out of restaurants when he would try to pick food out of the garbage and, you know, try to eat leftovers when guests, uh, you know, when uh, people at the restaurant would leave. And at at the time, you know, he was like 11, 12 years old, but he was so tall that people thought he was older. And Mm -hmm. so that's why they would tell him, oh, go get a job, go do this. And like, he was just a little kid. And so to come up from that to where he is now, I think that was a super emotional moment. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a real starter from the bottom. Now we're here story. Yeah. That's really beautiful. I'm not dusty. It's not dusty in here at all. Yeah. Um, fuck. That's a really good pick. <laughs> and I'm going to feel like shit with my, uh, <laughs> my next pick compared to that, because that is beautiful and damn. Um, yeah. Serge is great, man. He was, you know, I, I think, he kind of got like a bad rap in terms of like his personability with the media, I think early on because he would like take forever to get out of the locker room and stuff like that. Um, and I think he really kind of opened up in the last couple of years with the team for sure. I know I had a couple one-on-ones with him where, you know, he was never happy to do it, but he was always gracious and, um, and easy to talk to when he did sort of finally get dressed <laughs> and, um, yeah, he just, you know, and the Fred Victor stuff as well is a huge thing, too. I have a postcard from Serge Ibaka signed uh, by Serge Ibaka because, like, I donated to his uh, campaign he had going for Fred Victor, and he sent out postcards to everybody with him on it. And uh, that's still in my fridge. He's uh, a wonderful, wonderful man who really, like, the degree to which he came out of his shell to the point where he could do an earnest speech like that and um, sort of be the, the outspoken person he was was uh, really, really wonderful. So, damn. Um, with that, I'll go to my last pick, which is going to be a dud compared to that one. Um, although I know Katie will appreciate this one. I'm going to take Serge Ibaka dodging the sun on the streets of Venice, I believe in Italy. Um, and like creeping about the, the streets and, and like in the shadows, cause he was afraid of the sun for whatever reason, I don't know, but, uh, just deeply charming, uh, summer vacation stuff, uh, that Katie uh, illuminated in her wonderful, uh, NBA summer vacation watch column. That's my final pick. Uh, I, I, I had a lot of like chalk picks and I, I wanted to have something a little off the board. And that one will always stand up to me as him being a, just a, a real jokester. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, 
that brings us to the end of the draft here. Um, Katie, did you have any that you were almost going to take that didn't quite make it on? I mean, there's stuff like with Kawhi where I think maybe he actually showed like what we were talking about before, how you could kind of get everyone to come out of their shell. Um, you know, like obviously the, what was it? Like alcohol and desserts thing. And like, what yeah. do you do, baby? <laughs> I think I didn't pick those because it's like way too soon, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> those kinds of things, I guess. Uh, yeah. But now they just feel like unimportant and kind of rude. Mm-hmm. That's uh that that totally checks out. And I, I had uh, alcohol and desserts on my, uh, but it's more a Kawhi thing, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. But like, the surge did the ha- make it happen. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, do you have any uh, surge things you left off just barely here, Vivek? Uh, yeah, I, I actually have five, so I'll quickly just Whoa. read them out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I left. I have off. a bunch so, too. So yeah. So surge, uh, in those you know, scrums or press conferences where he'd speak in different languages, I mean, mm-hmm. that was incredible. Uh, surges, I do art when no one picked that. Uh, which I'm a little surprised with. Uh, he said it first. I think it was Fred Van Fleet on the Avec class episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it took on a life of its own. And there's Surge passing to a wide-open Fred out of bounds. I thought that was an awesome <laughs> moment. There was the time he posterized the Pacers and karate kicked Rondé in the face. Uh, <laughs> and then <sighs> I, I think the last one, which... Almost was like a dunk on all of the media that was watching it in the moment as well. Uh, obviously, I wasn't in Oakland, but this was when he had DeMarcus Cousins matched up against him and mm. he did the crossover and dunk. And I can remember so many times in practice at the OVO Athletic Center seeing him do that move and just thinking, who is he going to pull that move against? Like, when <laughs> is it ever going to happen? And then he pulls it off in the NBA finals uh, against DeMarcus Cousins. So those are the five that I left off the board. All good ones. Uh, I'm actually going to pull an audible and uh, because it's my podcast and because I was the last pick, so I'm not like, I didn't ruin the integrity of the draft. I'm going to go with the slam interview and the walking off the slam interview. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm swapping out the, the sun on, on holiday in Italy. It's a very good one. I, I love that one a lot, but uh, yeah, walking off the slam interview, that slam interview is going to be sort of like the last relic. I think of the run it back team. Really? It was wonderful. Uh, it's a shame Mark was injured and wasn't there, but um, just the seeing those six guys talking and like ripping on each other and very clearly just acting like a family. Really, it, it was it was amazing. And I think Serge doing the whole "I do art," getting mad when they said they couldn't dress, and walking off, and then Kyle dropping <laughs> uh, he does do art, uh, elementary school art. Uh, <laughs> was, uh, just that is going to. Like that slam cover is going to be in like frames on walls of Raptors fans for forever. And that interview uh, that accompanied it is uh, an all timer. And really, uh, I'm so glad it happened just before the pandemic because it was pretty close to when things shut down. And the fact that that was sort of put out and really sort of archived what this season was, I think is incredible. So, yeah, I'm swapping that out. It's a uh, search walking off the slam interview. Um, I'm not, I still don't know if he was serious or not, frankly. <laughs> and that's part of the beauty of Serge Ibaka. 
well, if this podcast has done anything, it's made me sad. That's for damn sure. Uh, while also very happy that we got to see all these things. One thing I did leave off that I should have picked or was going to pick was game four against the Warriors in the third quarter when he just went the fuck off. And like that was when it really felt like, oh, they're going to go up 3-1 and they're going to win the title. And mm-hmm. Serge and Kawhi in that third quarter were the two reasons. And, and Serge in particular, I think he had 20 points in that game. He was like 9 of 12. And that might have been the, 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 the Cousins game you're talking about now that I think about it, um, where he pulled that crossover and, and yammed on his head. Right. And uh, yeah, game four, that, that, was, that was fantastic. Shout out to Serge Ibaka. Any uh, parting shots about Serge here? Uh, we can go around the horn. Katie, before we wrap up. You remember when he came in the media room to like give a post game for some reason mm-hmm. and he was just like leaning on <laughs> he was like very shy at first i think though it was like there's nothing different about it it's just like people were sitting down there's like cameras on him but like i guess it was just like a different maybe it just felt more official than in the locker room but i remember at first he seemed so like kind of nervous or like formal <laughs> <laughs> and taking it like really seriously and then obviously as it went on and he was kind of like calling on people I don't know mm-hmm. I just really liked that moment um no I'm just like uh I'm bummed out yeah I'm sorry I've done this uh <laughs> conceived this, I mean, this I concept done it before but yeah now it's like <laughs> oh boy yeah uh big v anything uh any last thoughts yeah just shouts to surge I think he did everything he possibly could to endure himself to the fan base on the court, off the court. It's exactly what you want to see out of uh, any athlete, uh, frankly. And yeah, I think he'll be remembered well in the city, remembered fondly across the country and wish the best to him going forward. He might quite literally go down as the greatest fan favorite Raptor of all time. Like, mm. I, it, like I know Kyle is probably in there too, like both best player and fan favorite. But just in terms of like the the adoration of the fans for the things he did, not necessarily tied to the on court play. I, like I think he's beyond Oakley. Obviously, a certain era fan will appreciate Oakley more. But I like he's he's that he he was like the the st- the straw that stirred the entire drink in terms of like the the charisma and the off-court stuff with the team as i something falls off of my desk and oh and when he broke the nba record for like 1500 blocks and 500 three-pointers oh yeah and then like a few weeks later also made it into vogue i feel like really (laughs) and he was more proud of making it into vogue yeah (laughs) yeah i like saw that way more like on his social stuff but like just to just to kind of show the range of the man Retire the jersey. I don't give a damn. He's the best. Uh, and I mean, we'll see him again. I'm sure he'll be back around for Giants of Africa stuff. Uh, he was obviously a big part of that with Masai. Um, and uh, I'm sure we'll see him back around. And he's going to be one of those guys that anytime they're in the crowd for a game, if he decides to attend basketball games in his post-playing career, which he might be too busy uh being in vogue for example um but he's going to get like those raucous raucous like calderon level ovations and uh i frankly can't wait to see it shout out to serge Ibaka. that's gonna do it for today's show uh sorry for it being a little bit of a longer one but we wanted to do serge Ibaka justice here uh vivek anything you want to plug uh not really i mean you can look out for my usual stuff at complex and follow me on twitter at vivek m jacob oh wait i have a soccer podcast uh called red couch manx 
<laughs> we break down every Manchester United game. And so if you're into footy, if you're into Manchester United, be sure to check it out wherever you get your podcast. Again, that's Red Couch Manx. I look forward to you talking about the first place Tottenham Hotspur at some point on that podcast. It'll be uh, mm. sure painful for you. Uh, Katie, anything that you would like to promote? Um, I'm currently writing a kind of cathartic piece about the Raptors uh, for Dime. So look out for that in the coming days. Oh, I am ready to cry. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, All right. That is going to do it for today's show. You can find me at Woodley Sean. I myself am working on a piece about Serge Ibaka and Marcus Saul for Raptors HQ that'll be up sometime this week. So you can check that out. Probably will also be quite cathartic, less than Katie's because Katie's better at this than me, but I will do my darndest. Uh, you can also listen to Katie and I's podcast, uh, Basketball, every Thursday. I'm sure we'll dive into this type of thing on Thursday as well. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back again on Thursday. Still TBD. I'm working on a pretty fun guest that I hope I can get it, them, We'll see, <laughs> but on uh, on Thursday or Friday, and we'll uh, wrap up the week as well. So thank you so much for tuning in. We will talk to you again next time with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.